On a Friday morning, our friends from Trinity Chapel Church, and it is This Is My Story, Reverend Pastor uh, Charlene Lover this morning. Good morning, Brittany. Good How morning. are you today? Wonderful, wonderful. It's here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, when we first started out with this, we thought, oh, this is going to this isn't going to come this quick. This is going to take a little time, and we'll have plenty to, to get done, but we know we'll have it all on, on, on the plate. You know, everything will be ready. And boy, did it come fast. <laughs> but we're so super excited, and we're really praying that excitement spreads spreads yeah. into our community and, and surrounding communities. So I am ready to begin today's This Is My Story. Okay, good Friday morning, City of Dubois and surrounding communities. I am Charlene Laver, pastor of Trinity Chapel Dubois, speaking on behalf of Community for Unity. For more information, please go to our website, communityforunity.org. I encourage everyone to go to the menu and tap on the Lord of the Harvest Revival. Revival has come. Revival is here. The Lord of the Harvest Revival is today. If you are listening to This Is My Story for the first time, we want to share with you once more, as in our previous podcast, the understanding of what is a revival. A spiritual revival is an outpouring by God sent down from heaven in the power of the Holy Spirit. Revival, in definition, is to wake up from a deep sleep, an awakening to bring back to life. It is a call to repentance for the forgiveness of sins, to come away from the idols of this world. It is the restoration of God's presence in his people and to his people. The Spirit of the Lord has assigned over this region a call to revival. We have answered. We hear the cry of God's urgent message to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. But endearingly, we hear God's cry for you. So, today's plea. Wake up, you sleepyhead city. Wake up, you sleepyhead people. For the king of glory is ready to enter. Who is this king of glory? God of the angel armies, the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Psalm 24, 7 through 10 in the translation of the message. Today on... This is my story. We will address love as a believer and for the unbeliever. Father God, let us be known by how much we love. Let our lives reflect how much we love you. Before you even ask, let our answer be, Yes, Lord because we love you. Let our lives reflect how much we love our neighbor. Let our lives reflect how much we love those who do not know you. Father God, this is our prayer. 
Let us begin by saying, it is love that is the heart and soul of who we are as a believer. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3 tells us, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. The love chapter continues by describing the characteristics of love. Love is patient and kind. Love doesn't envy boast, or dishonor others. Love is not proud or self-seeking. Love is not easily angered, doesn't keep a record of wrongs, and doesn't delight in evil. Rather, love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. Love never fails. Of all the greatest gifts of God, faith, hope, and love, the greatest is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 and 13. In 1 John 4, 7-8, the Apostle John instructs believers, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Everything God does is driven and influenced by his love. God's love does not wax and wane. It is not a fickle, emotional sensation. Jesus loves the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. Did you notice John addresses believers as the beloved? Calling believers beloved brings to mind God's sacrificial love. We have been forgiven and saved by God's love for us and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are to reflect this love to others. Jesus taught his disciples, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Then he added, 
By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 13, 34, and 35. When asked what was the greatest commandment, Jesus responded, It is to love God with all your heart, mind, and strength. But he added the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, 34 to 40. Now, people don't naturally love with this kind of love. To love like this, there must be a change of heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. True believers not only love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. 1 John 3:18 As a believer, we are to show Christ's unconditional, sacrificial, and forgiving love to fellow believers. But it does not stop there. We are to show the love of Christ to friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors, and even enemies. Leviticus 19, 18, Matthew 5, 43 to 48, and Romans 13, 10. Therefore, as believers in Jesus Christ, put love into action and bring your unsaved friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, and even enemies to the Lord of the Harvest Revival. This act of love can save them from spiritual death and eternal separation from God and bring them into a relationship with God and eternal life. Do you love them enough to give them this gift? It's free. Jesus already paid for it. To the unbeliever, do you know just how much God loves you? Do you know God wants you to experience his peace? He is the Prince of Peace. Being at peace with God is not automatic. By nature, we are all separated from him. The Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 God is holy, but we are human. And we don't measure up to his perfect standard. We are sinful, and the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23 God's love does not require us to be worthy to receive it. His love is truly generous and gracious. 
God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8. God is not against you. He is for you. God's love bridges the gap of separation between you and him. When Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the grave, he paid the penalty for your sins. The Bible says he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. Allow God's love into your heart and life and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Christ says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Revelation 3.20 For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10.13 When you receive Jesus into your life, you become part of God's family. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. John 1.12 The love of God will transform your heart and give you your purpose and identity. As I said before, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple, if you love one another. John 13, 34, and 35. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you will show Christ's unconditional, sacrificial, and forgiving love to friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors, and even enemies. In essence, we as believers become a living, breathing heart of God's love to the world. His love will invade our thoughts and cause us to pursue loving our neighbor as ourselves in action and word. The heart of revival will shout, 
God loves you, and so do I. It is for this very reason our hearts burned to share this truth to all. Many this week have received a letter and an invite in the mail. Why did we go to such lengths as to send out a mass mailing? Community for Unity wanted to love our neighbor as ourselves by sharing the good news that God has a plan for you. It is written, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. We wanted to touch your hearts with ours by sharing. I have asked myself many times, how can I love someone so much when I haven't even met you? There isn't a day that goes by that I am not praying for you. I pray that your family is strong and is able to stand in difficult times, that you are all well, that your financial needs are met, that your children grow up discovering love and blessings along their life's journey. But most of all, I pray that you all will encounter the love of Jesus and know that Father God gave everything to show you his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 It is plain to see that Jesus reveals this truth. You were worth dying for. I know this is true. Jesus saved my life from brokenness to wholeness, from shame to honor, from guilt to forgiveness, from loneliness to belonging, from rejection to acceptance, and from wanting to give up and end it to the fullness of life. Daily, I cry out to God to teach me to love my neighbor as myself by declaring God's faithfulness over you and your loved ones. I seek God's heart to set you free from past hurts, despair, and emptiness. Recently, I shared on Trinity Chapel's radio ministry, Connect FM, this is my story, that I have often felt in my heart there is only one thing worse 
than being lost. What is worse is being lost when no one is trying to find you. We are looking for you. We are looking for you with the heart of God to embrace you with the gospel truth. God loves you. I truly believe one of the ways that I can do this is to offer you the same hope for your life that saved mine. It is this heartfelt cry that I plead daily to God that I have the opportunity to meet you whether on the street, corner, grocery store, baseball field, or just walking past my home so that I may share the good news of God's love for you. For this very reason, we are calling out to you to please join us for the Lord of the Harvest Revival. Come, come. I want to lead you to his love, your freedom, and his promise of everlasting life that comes from Jesus, the rescuer and savior of the world. I long to meet you face to face because he pours his love into me for you. Lastly, I desire for you to know this. The I I speak of is really we, and we are many and desiring to love you and partner with you under the tent of revival. Come, come to the city park. October 22nd and the 23rd at 7 p.m. and October 24th at 10 a.m. We will be there to find you. As you listened to the heartfelt letter and you're feeling your heart being pulled to an encounter with God and you know of a loved one who feels they have come to the end of their rope, who are tired, lonely, worn out, burned out, sick, depressed, hopeless, afraid, chained by addictions. Please love you and love your neighbor as much as we desire to love you. Come, we invite you to come to the Lord of the Harvest Revival. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are expectant. May the love of God fall on the city of Dubois and the surrounding communities and region. The lost will be saved. The prodigals will come home to the Father. Lives will be transformed. And miracles, signs, and wonders will be experienced in Jesus' name. And love, love will prevail. We thank you, Father God, for all who will come. And for those who have great need, pour out 
all that it is in your heart to refresh, make new, transform into the beauty and wonder of how you created them from the very beginning, that they will not see themselves as ones who have no hope, ones who have no purpose, and the ones who have no desire to go on. Give them everything they need, Lord God. You planned them. They've been purposed for this time. And they have a purpose in this world to influence it. And Lord, we want to open that gateway to them to discover their incredible them and to know the love of God and to love their neighbor as themselves. In Jesus' name, I give you all the glory and all the praise. Amen and amen.